I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. What is happening, folks? Welcome to another edition of VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. I am your host, Danny Burke. Happy to have you with me as we have officially made it to Super Bowl week. Kansas City, Philadelphia, just several days away from squaring off in Super Bowl 57, and we'll have tons more coverage here on VEASAN, the sports betting network, all leading up to and during and then after the game, so make sure you check all of the content out at vsin.com slash subscribe. We'll also have another episode this week on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. We'll have the trio back in action, Matt Humans, Mike Palm, and I giving you all of our official plays from props to MVP, sides, total, all of those good things will have you covered a little bit later in the week. Wanted to spend this episode solely focusing in on some of my favorite props for the upcoming game. Now, I'm not necessarily going to rifle through all the generic ones. These are the ones that I have placed, some that stand out because they're interesting to me. And look, just because if I'm not Focusing in on some of these props doesn't mean someone else on the network doesn't have some interest in it. So again, make sure you get yourself covered with all the ins and outs from all the different betting angles at VEASAN.com. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into some of the propositions that have made my list. We talked about this one in the episode last week that Mike Palm and I did. And look, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because the number has moved. But Isaiah Pacheco was the first prop that I made a bet on involving him and it was with his rushing yards and receiving yards combined 
63 and a half was a number I was able to snag over at FanDuel. And I bet it as quickly as I could in the sense that all the other books had it pretty much at 68 and a half. Bet Rivers had 64 and a half. And now I think the best number you can get is maybe around like 66 and a half, somewhere there. Look, I'm not saying you shouldn't bet it at that price, but I would maybe be more inclined to just single-handedly bet his rushing yards instead of the rushing and receiving combined now that you don't have as good of a number available. I'd probably do the rushing and receiving up to like 65 and a half and anything over that unless you have enough conviction. Uh, again, I'm not going to talk you out of it certainly because I'm already betting the over 63 and a half. But I'd maybe feel a little bit more inclined to just solely look at his rushing yards as opposed to the combination of the two since it's a pretty sizable difference. But the reason that I liked Pacheco over his rushing and receiving is because of what we talked about last week and what we've noted with this Eagles team all season long. And it's that their weakness, really their biggest weakness on their team overall, is their run defense. They allow the opposition 4.6 yards per carry, which is 25th in the NFL. And over the last three games, that number increased to five yards per rush attempt. They also allow about one rushing touchdown per game. And according to Football Outsiders, they're 31st in the red zone against the run, defensively speaking. So just keep that in mind. If you want to look at like a Pacheco anytime touchdown earlier in the week, well, Jeff Parles on Visa Live Bet Sunday actually said, I think he was as high as like plus 160. I saw the best at plus 140, but now, now Pacheco's as low as like plus 115. So I really wouldn't flirt with the idea of an anytime touchdown with Pacheco as low as that. But something to keep in mind throughout the game. Rushing yards, I've seen this number anywhere from 48.5 to like 50.5. If you get it below 50 in the hook for Pacheco and his rushing yards, I don't hate the idea of going over that because in my mind, in order to cash my ticket with the combination of them both, I'm expecting Pacheco to get right around 50 rushing yards. So I'm envisioning them trying to exploit that in the beginning stages of this game as much as possible. And I'm beating the dead horse if you've heard me talk about this before, but for anybody who hasn't, the way I believe Kansas City, to a certain degree, it's the Chiefs are not an incredibly efficient running offense, but the way I think they should try to control this game in the beginning stages is by running it as much as possible if they're having success. Maybe not as much as possible, but enough to where they can control time of possession. Because if you look at the matchup earlier this year where the Commanders took control of the game and overcame the Eagles when they were still undefeated, it's because they were handing the ball off, getting solid runs left and right. It wasn't dominant, but it was enough to keep the ball out of the hands of Jalen Hurts in that very tough offense. Because the Eagles seldom have played from behind, seldom have had their backs against the wall going, man, we're trailing late in this game. We can't do what we want to do. We got to hurry up and score because a lot of the time has been taken off because of our opponent and how they have controlled us and manipulated our run defense. Again, Kansas City's running game themselves isn't necessarily top tier. And they are going to look to pass it with the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. I just think to a certain degree, Pacheco will be utilized. And against a weaker run defense in Philadelphia, he can do enough to get us in a good position to get over this spot. So I think Pacheco will get involved heavily in the run game. And then in terms of the receiving game, last week, yeah, it could be an aberration in terms of him getting targeted six times in the passing effort and accumulating five receptions for 59 receiving yards. But the reason that I think it actually may not be 
is just because of the defense you're facing and because of Mahomes not being 100%. And look, two weeks off, yeah, it's only going to do better for his ankle, you would you would imagine. But look, with Cincinnati, I mean, defensively against a pass, a pretty solid team. Uh, they were finally able to get some pressure on Mahomes later in the game. And if Mahomes isn't as mobile or the pressure is coming quicker, which it should against one of the best pass rushes in Philadelphia and one of the best secondaries in the Eagles secondary, well, then the coverage downfield could be pretty tight. The pressure's coming on to Mahomes quickly. All right, got to get rid of the ball. Don't want to take a sack. What's the safe option? It's dumping it off to Isaiah Pacheco. And you saw some of those instances against Cincinnati that I think those opportunities will present itself once again for the Chiefs against his Eagles defense. So that's why I think Pacheco, who already gets more than 50% of the snap share, will have those presented to him in this game. And it's not like he's going to get a lot probably, but enough to push you over this mark. Again, five catches last week for 59 receiving yards. You don't want to completely fall into recency bias, but I think the matchup is fairly similar in that regard. Now, 13 total receptions is what Pacheco had during the season, but when he did get a catch, he made the most of it, 10 yards per reception. So even if he gets one, hopefully that can boost you enough to get over this mark. Really thinking he makes an impact on the ground effort, though, and hopefully we get that boost from the passing game. So give me Isaiah Pacheco over 63 and a half rushing and receiving combined. Again, I would play that up to 65 and a half. If it's even higher above that, which I have seen at other outlets, I would maybe just focus in on his rushing yards if it's under 50 and a half still available out there. But that's the first prop bet that I made. Next, we're talking about another running back on the other team. And that's Miles Sanders. And I really didn't have that much motivation to get involved with the Eagles in the running effort because they're kind of all over the place with it. But then I was talking about it with Jonathan Von Tobel on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday, and this is one of the props he brought up. And I was thinking, yeah, this is actually a pretty good angle. And it's Miles Sanders under his rush attempts. 13 and a half is the number market wide. However, the juice varies depending on where you shop at, much like pretty much every other prop. So do yourself a favor and make as many books available to you as possible. So Miles Sanders with his rush attempts, 13 and a half in the state of Illinois, at least DraftKings has the best odds for the under at minus 110. I know points bet had like minus 115 and then some of the other ones were as high as minus 130 or in the minus 120s. So again, do your due diligence and shop around. Now, he averaged 15.2 rush attempts per game during the regular season. In the playoffs, he's had 28 total. He had 17 against the Giants, blowout game. They won 38-7, so you're giving him as many handoffs as they need so you can alleviate the pressure off of Jalen Hurts. And then against San Francisco, a game where they did have control over, and they won comfortably 31-7, maybe not as comfortable, obviously, as against the Giants, but in that game, Sanders then just had 11 carries for 42 rushing yards. Now, San Francisco has one of, if not the best run defenses. But still, with a sizable lead, you probably thought he would have gotten over 13 and a half. Well, he didn't get the benefit of getting a lot because some of the other running backs got involved, much like they do in a lot of situations throughout the course of this season with this offense. It's a running back by committee type of squad and Kenneth Gainwell actually led the way with 14 carries and 48 rushing yards. Jalen Hurts had 11 carries himself. Uh, Boston Scott had six carries. So not counting Hurts, then you have the trio of Gainwell, Sanders, and Scott. And 
because of how I think this game's going to go down, meaning I like Kansas City in this spot. I think they will be leading early, and that's going to force Philadelphia to change their game plan into not controlling it as much themselves so they can't run the ball. They're going to have to force Hurts to throw. I think that will limit the amount of attempts Miles Sanders sees. And look, even if that's not right, I think you still have a good chance because of the two other running backs being involved in this game, and then Jalen Hurts taking some of the action in the ground effort himself. You look at the last six games, he's still averaging 13.8 attempts, but he's only gone over it twice. That was 17 versus the Giants in a blowout game, and then at Dallas with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback, he had 21 rush attempts. Otherwise, he had 11 at Chicago, 12 versus the Saints, 11 versus the Giants, and then 11 versus the 49ers, not counting the other Giants matchup. So uh, in a high-pressured game, I don't know if they're going to want to rely on him too much, especially if it's a close game or you're trailing early. You know, we don't know what the response of this Eagles team necessarily is going to be in a pressured panic situation, probably going to be to stray away from the running effort, especially if the Chiefs are able to contain it. The Chiefs don't have the best run defense, but come on, this is a defense capable of making those adjustments. Completely dominated the ground attack last week against the Bengals, and that's why the Bengals really struggled out of the gates, along with them not getting the ball out of their hands quickly enough. I'm kind of diverting in a new direction, but... Again, Sanders, I don't think is going to have as ample of opportunities on the ground in this spot. So under 13 and a half rush attempts for Miles Sanders, that's another bet that I have placed for the Super Bowl. Here's another one I got, and I talked about this one last week. Players to attempt a pass in this game. So two and a half is the number. Last week when I was talking about it, the over was at plus 165. Unfortunately, now the best price that I have seen here in Illinois to the over it's plus 150, and that was at DraftKings, the under about minus 185 or so. Interestingly enough, you can also bet uh, two and a half for the players to complete a pass, and at Bet Rivers, I saw that at plus 190. I don't really want to dabble in the risk of the pass being completed because we've seen these trick plays happen, and then it just leads to nothing. The guy just chucks it. It could be an interception, could throw it out of bounds, could be whatever. But I'm still playing this one over two and a half. I know I missed it by 15 cents, and that's on me. It's a bummer. I should have been a little bit better about it. But I'm going to play two and a half to the over for the number of players to attempt to pass. Look, in the Super Bowl, a lot of times we see these coaches dial up these trick type of plays. I mean, you know, one of the biggest examples, of course, is when they threw it to Tom Brady and the ball went right through his fingertips. You have this happen a lot. And with a coach like Andy Reid who likes to dial up some mayhem every now and then to switch things up, I think we could absolutely see that. And Mike Paul made a great point last week on the podcast when I brought this prop up. And both quarterbacks are injured, right? They're not going to be 100%. Jalen Hurts with his shoulder, Patrick Mahomes with his ankle. What if by some chance one of these quarterbacks takes a vicious hit and they need to sit out for a series? Well, you got to envision Gardner Minshew or Chad Henney is at least going to throw the ball one time. So I think you also get the benefit of that in case that's a way you get over. I'm not saying you're rooting for someone to get an injury or banking on that, but that is a possibility. More so the way I'm banking on it is that it's going to happen via a trick play. Uh, you unleash everything in this game. It's the final one of the season. You finally made it to the mountaintop. You got to do whatever you can 
to move the ball downfield and try to fool your opponent and both of these coaches, at least Andy Reid, as far as we know, love to do that. We'll see what Sirianni and company have out of their playbook. But I think because of the plus money, it makes this attractive. Try to get plus 150. I mean, especially knowing it was at plus 165. I wouldn't be in love with the idea of doing it anything under that because the number is moving down. So I try to jump in on that as soon as possible if you want to tail. But over two and a half for number of players to attempt a pass. Here's another bet that I made. Chiefs total touchdowns. Again, not one that I had circled out originally, but when I was on VEASAN Live Bet Sunday with Jeff Parles and Ben Wilson, we discussed this prop bet. And two and a half is the number in the Lowest amount of juice to the over I saw was minus 160. Both points bet and bet MGM, I believe, were the two books to have this price. The under is about plus 125. We know Kansas City is a high-powered offense. They're averaging about three and a half total touchdowns per game. Conversely, Philadelphia's defense is studly. We also recognize this. They limited opponents to 2.2 total touchdowns per game. They also have not faced any dominant quarterback this entire season let's be honest Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback they faced and Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst seasons this is a completely different unit of offense that Philadelphia will be facing they still have arguably the best pass defense nobody's denying that they got a great pass rush they may force Mahomes to have an interception but look if Kansas City is going to win this game which I believe they will they got to score three touchdowns. They're not going to win it in like a 20-17 to 17 game. I, of course they could, but that's not what I'm envisioning. Kansas City is going to be able to get into the red zone at least three times. Can they capitalize once they get into the red zone those three times? They'll probably get in more than three times, and they'll probably get stopped at least one of them. But I think Kansas City with the price, I mean, when we talked about it, it was like minus 180. And I still didn't mind playing the over. Now it's at minus 160. I'll take that with Kansas City. If the Eagles limit Patrick Mahomes to just two touchdowns, so be it. And I like this as opposed to the total points because then you got to worry about field goals going in. You got to worry about extra points, all that. Yeah, now no, forget it. I'll just do total touchdowns. Three. Kansas City should be capable of getting that. If they don't, they will lose this game. If they are, they're going to be in a good position to win it. Doesn't guarantee they win it, of course. But there should be no scenario where Kansas City is not getting into the end zone three times. So count me in over two and a half total touchdowns at minus 160 for this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think Philadelphia's number two and a half, but it was like minus 220 or something to the over, which I would not bet the under for that just because Kansas City has been one of the worst red zone defenses. They were allowing opponents, well, counting the playoff games, the number is at 66%. 66% of the time their opponent entered the red zone, uh, they were scoring a touchdown. So, yeah, realistically, Philly should capitalize. And Philly defensively, the last three games, actually, their opponents are scoring a touchdown when entering the red zone 67% of the time. We know Kansas City is one of the most efficient red zone offenses, too. So uh, let me get that number really quick. Kansas City, second best red zone efficiency, 70.5% of the time. They have entered the red zone. They have scored a touchdown. Over the last three games, folks, that number has risen to 82%. Yeah, I think they'll be able to get there. Kansas City, over two and a half total touchdowns, minus 160. 
Alrighty, moving forward, this section, I've got two of them. I consider these half-unit plays. I'm not going nuts with them. I'm just throwing half of a normal unit because it's not something you really base off statistics. It's more by feel, uh, happenstance, luck, whatever you want to call it. But I like where the price is at for some of these. So here's one that stood out. Last play of the game. Is it going to be a QB kneel a Q, slash a QB rush? Because some books classified as a quarterback rush, but kneel rush, same thing, right? Or anything else, right? So is it going to be a kneel down or no? And the best price on the no that I have seen is at Caesar Sportsbook, and the no is at 2-1. to one. The yes was minus 250. Looking at all the other books, the best number at another book was like plus 150. So I did half a unit on the no at 2-1 to one at Caesars because there's a big price discrepancy. And of course, there is a legit shot that this is going to be a close game as indicated by the spread and most of our thoughts. And that the team trailing could have the ball at the very end trying to do some late game heroics. And it could end on an interception. Just being incomplete, time running out, all of those things. I get, I'm, I'm sure, like, statistically looking back, the reason that the yes is a big favor is because more often than not, yes, the team that's winning is going to have it after a failed onside kick or something and then kneel it down to go out. But you don't know that. I, you can't really predict that. So I like the fact that they're giving you a two-to-one on the no. Yeah, I'll make that more of a for-fun kind of bet, but that's why I'm putting a half unit on it. I think there's a really good shot it could be coming down to the wire and the team trailing has a shot to tie it or make it close or win at the very end. So, yeah, count me in, half unit. Last play of the game to not be a QB kneel slash QB rush, 2-1. to one. I'll take it. Let's go. And then the other bet that I made as a uh, half unit selection, and I think this has only been offered at Bet Rivers, at least in terms of how I searched at a majority of the books. And it may be phrased in a different way, but this one specifically I, I did not see anywhere else. So at Bet Rivers, they had a bet that said total number of coaches challenges, not successful challenges, not unsuccessful challenges, just total number of coaches challenges in general. One and a half is the number listed. The price to the over is plus 254. The under one and a half is minus 335. Would you really want to lay 335? In any game, but especially one where every single millimeter matters and every single play is so impactful to assume that we're only going to get one or none for coaches' challenges? Plus 254. I Look, again, this is not something that you can back with stats, really. Sure, you can look at the number over the course of a season and everything like that, but it's happenstance. It's what happens in the moment. You're kind of getting lucky if you're betting this, so... I'm not going out there clamoring my fist saying it's going to happen. No, but I, I like the price. This is more just of the price of it at plus 254. No, no other books are offering it. So, hey, look, if you don't want to follow it, no big deal. I mean, this is just one I thought was pretty interesting. And in a game where, again, every single play has such a big impact, plus 254, eh, I don't think it's too bad. I'll put a little bit of a half unit on it, sweat that one out for fun. Why not? I don't mind it. I mean, Andy Reid, Nick Sirianni, they don't have problems throwing the red challenge flag. We know that. If it's going to be a higher scoring game too, the higher chances of some crazy play, a catch, was it a catch, was it not a catch, all those type of things can happen. And again, if you do want to go in the stats, sure, maybe more often than not, you only get one a game. 
whatever. Uh, you know, I'm not going nuts with it. It's just more of a for fun bet. And I like that the price is at plus 254. I'll take a little dabble on that. And then I had one other prop. I didn't play this one, but I actually think this one's pretty interesting. Will there be a first half lead change? The yes is plus 130. The no is minus 160. I know there's some bets similar to this, or at least in the same vicinity, like someone at Visa, and I can't remember exactly who, but they'll be like, will the score, maybe it was Dave Tooley. It was like, will the score be tied again after 0-0? And I think, don't quote me on it, but I think he bet yes, and it was like minus 110 or something like that. So they have those type of prop bets out there. Again, I didn't do this one, but I think the yes being at plus 130 is pretty interesting. I thought it'd be a little bit closer to a pick'em price. What if the Chiefs get the ball first? They go down and score a field goal. All right, then you just need the Eagles to get a touchdown. You already cash your bet. First half lead change? Why not? Just because the team scores first doesn't mean they're going to stay strong holding that the entire first half. Both of these offense are more than capable of scoring on any given drive. And defensively speaking, especially on the side of Philadelphia because of their stats and what we've seen, if they're trailing, they could easily stop Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense on any given drive. Jalen Hurts could have a mistake. Kansas City could stop the run. So many things could happen. Like, again, this is a narrow spread. Back and forth. You got to think it's that type of game. And the yes is plus 130. And look, I realize it's only the first half and not the full game, but... I'm just saying, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. I don't mind that. And maybe I'll get involved. Maybe that'll be an added play as we talk closer to the weekend. But yeah, I don't hate the idea of that because of the price. Just like the half unit plays, guys. I mean, it, it, it's more of the price and you're kind of having fun with some of those ones. But I think it would be, in my mind, priced a little bit differently. So uh, yeah, I would consider some of those bets as well. But in summation, folks... The official plays I have made in terms of props, Isaiah Pacheco over 63.5 rushing and receiving yards at minus 114 from last week. Miles Sanders under 13.5 rush attempts at minus 110. Over 2.5 players to attempt the pass at plus 150. Kansas City Chiefs over 2.5 total touchdowns at the price of minus 160. Last play of the game to not be a kneel down or quarterback rush. The no plus 200. So last play of the game, not a kneel down, two to one. And then a half unit on the total number of coaches challenges over one and a half at plus 254. That's what I got dialed up right now. I wouldn't be shocked if there's more added, but that's why we'll have one more episode before we get to the big game here on VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Danny Burke, your host. Feel free to reach out on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Always appreciate if you like and subscribe to the podcast. The final episode for this season and previewing the Super Bowl will be hosted by yours truly. And alongside me out in Las Vegas, we're going to get the trio with Mike Palm and Matt Humans. Looking forward to it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Best of luck with whatever you're betting until then, and of course with the Super Bowl. But you know, we're going to be talking about that still more so plenty here on VCD Sports Betting Network. So until then, take care. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.